Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pena, and I'm bringing you today's word for July 28th, 2023. I'm teaching a series on the parables of Jesus. I spent the first five months of the year teaching a series on the miracles of Jesus. Now we're teaching the parables of Jesus. I'm teaching about the parable of the sower. I call this the mother of all parables because Jesus said, if you don't understand this one, how can you understand any parable? We've been going through this parable. This is part 25 of this parable so far. So just this one parable we've studied for five solid weeks. And the title of today's message on this Friday morning is The Importance of a Decluttered Mind. I'm going to talk about the importance of a decluttered mind. Say say this and put it in the chat. My mind is decluttered. I, I, I'm clear. I live my life with clarity and focus. We're going to talk about the importance of just being at peace, being focused, knowing who you are, and just walking in the Word of God. Get ready for the Word. All right. All right. Before I get too far into the word, I see my friend Daniel Mayo is watching. Dan, you're on the West Coast. So if you're on the West Coast, my God, it's early for you. But praise God that you're you're ready for the word of God this morning. I speak life and blessings over you, my friend. All right. So y'all ready? Let's get into this word. The importance of a decluttered mind, living with clarity, living with focus. Before I get too far into the word, Psalms 126 and verse 4 is a scripture we've been meditating on at our church all, all year. And I want to share it with you. The Bible says, now, Lord, do it again. Put in the chat, Lord. Do it again. Do it again for me. What? Do what again? Restore us to the former glory. May streams of your refreshing flow over us until dry hearts are drenched again. Put in the chat, no dry areas for me. I, I don't want any area of my life to ever go dry, to be dried up. No, every area of my life, we're talking about a fresh wind, a fresh fire, a fresh anointing. Say amen to that. All right. So in this parable, we've been studying this parable for weeks. And this is Jesus's explanation of the parable because his disciples didn't understand it. He broke it down for them in Mark chapter 4, beginning at verse 13. He said, well, the farmer is like someone who takes the word of God, the seed, and plants it down inside of people. Sometimes the seed falls along the side of the road. And that's like the people that hear the word of God, but they don't understand it. And because they don't understand it, they're susceptible to Satan. Satan comes immediately and snatches away the word that was sown in their heart. Other people like the seed that's planted on the rocky ground. Well, what are these people? These are people that hear the teaching. They quickly and gladly accept it, right? These are the people that say amen real loud in church, but they do not allow the word of God to go deep into their lives. As a result, as soon as trouble comes, a persecution comes because of the word that they receive, they are quick to give up. Other people like seed that's planted amongst the thorny weeds. That's what we're talking about today. These are the people that hear the teaching. Say this, say, I hear the teaching, but don't make this mistake. Jesus says, you know what happens with these people? They have allowed their lives to become full of other things. Mm. So their life is not simple. Their life is not focused because God has a purpose for their lives, but their lives are full of other things. What other things, Jesus? Well, Jesus gave us three categories. He said, some people don't become the men or the women that God has called them to be because they are focused on the cares of this world. Others, it's the love of money. Others, it's everything else they want. It's just selfish desires. And these other things are competing priorities and they grow up like weeds and the weeds choke out the word and the word doesn't work. Now, some people are like good ground. Say, I'm good ground. What happens with good ground? Well, first of all, they just don't make any of the mistakes the other people make. They understand it. They let the word go deep 
they don't have competing priorities, so the word works and it produces a harvest. Sometimes, excuse me, 30 times more, sometimes 60 times more, and sometimes 100 times more. So as we've been looking at this ter- third type of ground and the third category in the third type of ground, I'm talking about selfish desires. I'm talking about everything else that we're not allowing your life to become full of other things. So today, on this Friday morning, as we close out the week, I, I believe I'm led to share with you a simple message about simplifying your life and decluttering your mind. Simplifying your life, put in the chat, I make my life simple, decluttering your mind. Say, I declutter my heart and my mind. Let's talk about it. What does this mean for you today? I have three things to share with you in this morning. Uh, number one, let's talk about simplifying your life. God has given you and I keys to success, right? Uh, DJ Khaled said, my, my kids always mess with me. I got the keys, the keys, the keys. So God has given us keys to success, right? What are those keys? Well, they're in the word of God. You have keys in the word of God that are the keys to purpose, clarity, focus, happiness, eternal security. All of these keys are found in the word of God. Now, how do you access these keys? Well, you have to allow the word of God to become the ruler by which you judge every decision. Now, if you live your life by the word of God, and and thank you, by the way, for tuning into today's word on a daily basis, five days a week. Why is it important for you to get the word of God all the time, every day? Because the word of God, they are spirit. The word of God is spirit and life. It contains the keys to life. Like it is, the word of God is insearchable. It is in, um, unfathomable in, in a certain extent, right? The word of God is inexhaustible. There's levels and levels of revelation to the word of God. So you have to go to the word of God and you get insight for living on a daily basis. If you go to the word of God and you allow the word of God to become the foundation for your life and living, the foundation for how you make decisions, how you think, how you feel about, Lord, how should I feel about this? What does the word say? Lord, how should I think about this? What does the word say? If the word of God becomes the foundation for your life, your life will become more simple because now you will know what to do, what to say in any given situation, and you will be more attuned to the divine impulses of the Holy Spirit because the word of God will make you sensitive to the voice of God. And so now I have the word of God in my heart as the foundation. I have the Holy Spirit inside of me leading, guiding, and directing me. My life will be way more simple when I live that way. I just like, I don't have to have all the answers. I know that I I don't have to be perfect because the word of God teaches me about God's grace. And when even when I do make a mistake, God's grace covers me. I know that I don't have to have all the answers because the Holy Spirit is going to give me enough light to be able to, to make one more step. And so I'm just walking with God step by step. And I don't know what's around the corner, but I have enough light for one more step. And so I'm going to take this step. And then, what's yo, Rick, what's going to be down the road? I don't know. But what I do know this is going to be good, right? So I'm walking with God. God is walking with me. God, the, the word of God is the foundation for my life and living. And this is how we live. Now, when you don't live this way, you actually run the risk of missing out on God's best. So life can become hard. Life can become confusing when you pursue things that are outside of God's will for you. But when you strip away, put this in the chat, I strip away. When you strip away everything from your life that's not aligned with your purpose, when you know who you are, what you're called to do, and you say, I'm just going to do that. And I'm not going to do anything else. When you strip everything else away and you say, I just want to be the man, the woman that God called me to be. All I want is what God wants for me. I don't want anything more. I don't want anything less. Life is less confusing. Life is way more simple. You become the man or the woman that God called you to be. It is, And it's also not just more simple, but it, 
but your life becomes more clear. You have more clarity in your pursuits and the rewards become much more fulfilling because you know that you are actually receiving an eternal weight of glory. You are doing what God has called you to do and your life is, is about something that is far greater than you. When I do, I just use uh, what I do, like today's word, or just a few minutes ago, I'm in a hotel, so I went down to get a cup of coffee. At home, obviously, I get my own coffee, but I went down to get a cup of coffee. And when um, while I was down there in the atrium, uh, I recorded a quick video before today's word. And I, I recorded a quick video actually about this, about living your life with clarity and focus and grace. And um, when I was done and I posted the videos, a YouTube short, um, there's a level of satisfaction and fulfillment that I that I get when I know that I'm just doing what I'm led to do. The Holy Spirit was like, hey, record this real quick. And I'm like, bam, I recorded it and I posted it. And I came up here to do today's word. There's a level of satisfaction that I get when I know that I'm doing what God has called me to do. And the level of fulfillment is far greater than anything else that I would ever receive in this world. The cares of this world, you got to be careful of distraction. The parable is teaching us, Jesus is teaching us that the cares of this world the love of money and selfish pursuits are thorny weeds that will choke out the word of God. Put in the chat, I will not be distracted. You don't want to be distracted by other things. When we become entangled by pursuing distractions, things that do not align with our purpose, then we are pursuing, first of all, temporal pleasures. These things are temporary. These are worldly pleasures. And we run the risk of missing out on God's best. A distracted life creates a cluttered mind. A distracted life creates a cluttered mind and it leaves little room for God's plan to flourish in your life. Put it in the chat. I will not be distracted. You want to live your life with clarity and focus. Number two, when your singular focus in life is doing what God sent you to this planet to do, you become constrained by vision. I'm going to explain this. Say this, put this in the chat. My vision constrains me. What do I mean? You have to be constrained by your vision. I, I, I will explain. And so when God gives you a vision, when God reveals to you what he planned for you, for you to do from the foundations of the world, when you get born again, you're born again, but you're ignorant of God's plans. God made plans for you before the world began. But up until the point that you were born again, for me, I was 23. I had lived my life from, from birth to 23, just becoming who I wanted to be. And then once I got born again, I was like, okay, Lord, what do you want me to be? And then little by little, the Holy Spirit started to reveal to me what was prepared for me, but concealed from me. And as the Lord gives me insight and wisdom, revelation, knowledge, and understanding, I now have more clarity. And so now I know my calling and the clearer that I see my calling, the stronger the pull. So I get up every morning and my calling is calling me. I don't need anybody to motivate me because my calling is calling me. And since I have clarity concerning who I am and what I'm called to do, there's a level of, of anointing and grace that is pulling me into my future and to my destiny because I know who I am. Put in the chat, I know who I am. I have divine vision. Vision from God is is sight that is birthed from insight with the benefit of hindsight. It is sight I'm able to see, not with these eyes. I'm talking about spiritual eyes, 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 18. I'm able to see into my future. Watch this. And it's it's insight that is birthed, that is that has the benefit of hindsight. So the more that I walk with God, the more God will allow me to see. 
because God's vision is incremental and progressive. So I'm walking with God. He gives me vision and insight in increments. He gives me enough light to be able to maximize the season that I'm in. And the longer I walk with God and the more that I submit to him, the more light he gives me, the more I'll be able to see. He can He can trust me with a greater chunk of vision when I prove to him that I'm submitted to the vision that he gives me. Now, when people say, Lord, I want you to speak to me, why, God is like, why, why did... Why do you want me to speak to you? Every time I tell, I show you something, you don't do anything about it. So don't tell me that you want me to reveal my plans to you if you're not going to do what I say. But if you are obedient, say this, put this in the chat. I am obedient. The more you submit to God and prove to him that you are obedient, then the Lord says, now I can trust you with vision because every time I reveal it, you submit to it. Come on now. And so that's why, you, Lord, people say, Rick, God doesn't speak to me. Well, maybe he, he is speaking to you, but every time he speaks to you, you don't do anything about it. And so if you don't submit, to what God reveals, then he can't trust you with the vision. But the more you submit to what God reveals, the more insight he can give you. Man, I'm preaching better than you saying amen right now in the chat. So divine vision is critical to living your life. Now, let me talk about being restrained. In Proverbs 29 and 18, King Solomon said, those without vision cast off restraint. People with no vision, they don't have any restraint. They, they're not restrained by anything because they don't know who they are. They don't know where they're going. Since they don't have restraint, they just do anything. Hey, what's up, man? What's up, baby? How you doing? Hey, hey, man, how's that business going? What business? Well, you said you was doing this. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was like three months ago, man. I ain't doing that no more. I'm doing this now. Oh, okay, cool. Then you see them two months later. Hey, man, how's that thing going? What thing? Well, you said you was, oh, yeah, 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 man. That was like months ago, man. That, yeah, I've. Yeah, I, I, yeah, that didn't work out. But then I tried this other, yeah, that didn't work out. But right now I'm doing this. This is the thing right now. You know what happens is that people are loosely stumbling their way through life because they don't know who they are and they don't know what they're called to do. Conversely, those who have a vision, say this by faith, I have a vision from God. Those who have a vision are restrained by their vision. People with a vision, they don't do everything. People with a vision, they know what, their vision restrains them. Hey, Brother Pena, can, can I talk to you from there? Sure. Hey, man, let's do this thing. No, man, that's not for me. No, man, I'm telling you, man, God told me this is the thing right now for this season. Cool, God told you. I will celebrate. You know, I'll, I'll be a cheerleader. Matter of fact, I might sow a financial seed, but I'm not getting involved with something that God didn't tell me. No, 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 no. I know who I am. I know what I'm called to do. I'm restrained by my vision. I'm not doing a bunch of stuff. Vision restrains you from pursuing every opportunity. Vision restrains you from accepting every offer. Vision restrains you from allowing your life to become full of other things. You don't need to be full of other things. I am full of God and I'm going to be who God called me to be. I know who I am. I know what I'm called to do. Say amen to that. When you live your life with divine vision, you're able to enter every day focused, with clarity, and your life is just way more simple. I know who I am. I know what I'm supposed to be doing, and that's it, and I get to do that. Well, what about this? What about, no, this, th listen, everything is not for everybody. I can't just be pursuing stuff. I got to be focused on being who it is that God has called me to be. Say amen to that. Number three, last point for today, this Friday morning. Number three, declutter your heart and mind. Put in the chat, I will declutter my heart and my mind. Just because you can do something doesn't mean that you should do it. it. Just because you can do something doesn't mean that you should, because once you, you start doing it, you're giving that thing access to your heart and your mind. The Apostle Paul said this in 1 Corinthians chapter 6 and verse 12. Everything is permissible for me, but not everything is beneficial. Just because I can do something doesn't mean that I should. Everything is permissible. But it doesn't mean that it's beneficial. If you allow yourself 
the license to consider something as a possibility for you, then it's going to take up valuable cycles in your heart and in your mind. If, if, if something comes to you that's not from God, and this is an opportunity or whatever, and people want you to get involved in it, and it's not from God for you, and you start giving it cycles, let me think about it, pray about it, consider it. And, and the Lord is like, no, this is not you. But, but man, this is a good, I could make a lot of money. I could do this. And now it's taking up valuable cycles in your heart and in your mind. Said another way, if you give a distraction, your attention for five seconds is going to have your mind for five minutes, but even more dangerous, if you give a distraction, your focus for any length of time, it is robbing you of the focus that you should be giving over to your purpose. And so, so when I, when I'm distracted and I'm focused on something that's not God's will for my life, I'm actually robbing myself of the valuable time, energy, and effort that I should be giving over to the things that God has called me to do. So Jesus says, don't allow your life to become full of other things. People with vision, they know who they are. They know what they're called to do. And they live their life with a laser focus. People with vision are postured to live a disciplined life. Put in the chat, I live a disciplined life because vision constrains me. Vision keeps them focused on their purpose. They, they don't do a lot of things. Why? Because they know who they are and they know what they're called to do. You can't do everything. You're not called to do everything. Even like churches, you know, I talk, I got a lot of friends who are pastors, obviously. Um, hey man, you know, what are you guys called to do? We're called to reach the world. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds good, but that's, that's not practical. Like, I mean, like who are you guys uh, anointed to minister to everybody? (laughs) Okay. I got it. Well, whatever. I'll just leave it alone. Like, I mean, like you got to know that there's a certain people that you have a grace to minister to. And you should know that you should know who you are. You should know your business. Oh man, we're here for it. No, you can't do everything. Your business can't do everything. You can't do everything. You got to know what, what are you guys good at? Like, what do you do? Like your, your church, who, who do you minister to? Like, why are you here? You got to know who you are. You can't do everything. People that understand vision, they're not trying to do everything. They know who they are. They have a decluttered heart and mind. They're not full of distractions. They're not full of other things. They are singularly focused on becoming the men and the women that God has called them to be. The problem with thorny ground people, as Jesus describes it, is that they have too much stuff going on in their heart, in their mind. He says, the word is down there and the word is trying to work, but what else is working? The cares of this world, the love of money, everything else they want. There's too much stuff going on in their heart. There's too much stuff going on in their mind. Their their lives are full of other things. Put this in the chat. I will not allow my life to become full of other things. You don't don't want your life to become full of other things. You want your life to become full of God. I have, I just talk about me for a minute as I close. I maintain a pretty busy schedule. Um, I have maintained a pretty busy schedule for over 20 years, maybe probably the last 25 years. Meaning that I have the grace to do different things. And I have to do what God has called me to do, right? I can't do what other people are graced to do, but I have to do, I have to do what God has graced me to do. Excuse me. So because God has called me to do different things, I always have more task than time, right? I never, I never stop working because I'm done. I just stop working because I stopped working and I could just pick it up tomorrow or whatever, right? So I have to purposely 
make time to hear from God. Like, not only throughout the day, because that happens all the time. Okay, Lord, you know, I'm just listening for God's spirit throughout the day. But I'm talking about, I have to block out time. Sometimes I block out time throughout the week. I'm going to take 10 minutes here. I'm going to take 30 minutes here. I'm going to just like turn on worship music. Sometimes like I get in the car and I'm listening to an audio book. Or sometimes I get in the car and it's like, no, I just want to hear from God. I'll put on some worship or something. And as I'm driving, I'm just open, right? You have to make time to hear from God. Sometimes I black black out weeks or like I just said, three weeks. Man, I love today's word. And so me not doing today's word for 21 days was not easy because I wanted to do it. But the Lord was like, no, you need that time. I needed that time to sleep and rest and get up in the morning and just spend time with God by myself. It is through these times of just spending time with God, making time, prioritizing God, that I can hear God more clearly. Uh, I can receive dreams from God concerning what to do now and what to do next. And basically, I hear God the clearest when I rid my heart of all distractions. And so this is what Jesus is talking about in this parable. The third type of ground here, these people, the word doesn't work because their lives are full of other things. There are too many distractions. I don't know who I'm talking to this morning, but you you, you got to slow down. You got to prioritize God. You, you can't be too busy to hear from God. If you're too busy to hear from God, you're too busy. You have to make time to hear from God. You have to make time to make sure that you're hearing from God, that you're making God-led decisions. And when you do, and you are, then life will be way more simple because you're just doing what God has called you to do and you're not focused on anything else. Say amen to that. Let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. This was a good word, y'all. This is one you might listen to again this weekend. I want you to close out, though, by declaring this over your life. Lift up your voice and say this. Say, Father, this is a season of refreshing and restoring for me. So I boldly declare that I simplify my life and I declutter my mind by removing distractions and worldly pursuits. Your word is the key to my success. It's also the key to happiness (laughs) and eternal security. So I judge every decision by your word. I refuse to allow my life to become full of other things. I strip away everything that hinders me from the life you destined for me. I receive divine vision from you so I can live with clarity and focus. Your vision restrains me and it keeps me focused with your purpose for my life. I refuse to be entangled in distractions. So I clear my heart and my mind of all clutter. I release every distraction, giving you my attention and my focus. Your voice is clear. My heart is pure, my hands are clean, and your word is working. Living this way, I know, greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith in Jesus' name. Amen. This is today's word. Please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting these messages, please go to todaysword.org, click on the big red subscribe button, and put in your email address. You're going to get all my notes in your email inbox every day for free. Listen, I love you. God loves you more. I want you to have an amazing day and an amazing weekend. Open up your heart to God's best, receive insight from God, and then be laser focused 
on becoming the man of God, the woman of God that God has called you to be. Have a great weekend, y'all. I'll see you on Monday morning. Thank you so much for allowing me to speak into your life. Two things. Leave me some comments in the chat. If this was a blessing, share the message right now on your social media, on your timeline, and with your friends. Talk to you on Monday morning. God bless you. If you enjoyed this content and you would like to know more about our ministry or you would like to partner with us in what we're doing in the Caribbean, being a blessing to Haitian children in the Dominican Republic, then please go to ripministries.org. You'll be able to find out more information there. And if you'd like to make a donation, all the donations are tax deductible in the United States. A few months ago, the Lord impressed it upon my heart to set up a coaching and mentorship program. And Isabella and I set that up. And so now we make ourselves available on three different levels for those that want access to us and to learn things about maximizing your potential, increasing your personal productivity and fulfilling your life's purpose. If you're interested in that, go to patreon.com forward slash Rick Pena. And then lastly, the Lord impressed it upon my heart to write several books and journals to help people grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Please go to rickpina.co if you don't have our material, and there's also apparel there as well. Listen, thank you for being a blessing to us. We pray that our ministry will continue to be a blessing to you.